0: Good evening. This is Victoria with Heart and Soul Dog Training and with Hope Service Dogs. And I have, we have a little different setup tonight. I got a ring stand thingy. So hopefully it's better. (laughs) And then I have the phone up there too. So yay, that's really nice. I don't know how comments are going to be seen. So we'll see as they come up how things go. I wanted to talk today about puppy training. And I know I talk about it often, but I had, I have Atlas here with us and we went to Winn-Dixie today and I just wanted to talk about that and other things that we do with puppies. I also have had a few phone calls with people who have puppies and what they're doing with their puppies and some things that you can do to be successful and some things you, you don't have to stress and worry about because there's enough to stress about right now. You don't have to stress about puppies. So what do you need to do for your puppy to set your puppy up for success? Is first, if you get your puppy, make sure you get your puppy at eight weeks old or so, right? Sometimes I have people who tell me that they got their dog at six weeks old or they got their dog at seven weeks old or five weeks old or earlier. And in Florida and in a lot of states, it's illegal to sell puppies under eight weeks old. No, I don't care if you adopt them, you still bought them, right? and it's illegal under eight weeks old. Now, here's another thing that's super fun. In Florida, they have to have a health certificate, a passing health certificate. So we have our vet come and check the dogs out seven, seven and a half weeks before, you know, old, and they go home at eight weeks old. Now, I had somebody who wanted to pick up the dog uh, from this last litter, wanted to pick up one of the puppies the day before. I can't do that. You know, and we had... uh, Who was it? Etta coming through. is not a relative. Etta is that tropical storm that was coming through. And it was supposed to hit Thursday, which was the day of the service dog school. And it was the day that the puppies could go home. And to have both of those happen on the same day, it was a lot. Uh, And we had planned the service dog school way back in February. We were planning dates for the service dog school. And then Ginger gets pregnant and she goes into heat, right? She gets pregnant. And, of course, the puppies are due to go home on that first day of the service dog school. Yikes! What do you do? What did we do? We had everything prepped for them ahead of time. Uh, We had our two uh, farm helpers out. We had Karen. We had Shane. We had Luke, me, Rich. uh, And we just, we handled it. You know? And it would have been so easy to say, it's just one day. Let's just do, like, they can go home the day before. But we didn't because... Again, it's it's illegal. It's eight weeks old, not seven weeks and six days old, okay? So you want to make sure that they have plenty of time with siblings, plenty of time with mom, uh, and, you know, eight, week, eight weeks, you know, it's an arbitrary number, but that's what it is, is it's eight weeks, okay? Uh, so you have that. They go home at eight weeks old. So if you get one who the person wants to send them to you earlier than that, especially if you live in Florida, just know that it is illegal, and you don't want that to happen, Okay. And then next is, what do they know? What do they do? Well, if it's one of our puppies, they know a lot. You know, they're pretty much potty trained. They're crate trained. They're clicker trained. And what does that mean to you? It means if they're potty trained, you have to get them out. You have to get them out hmm, first thing in the morning. As soon as they wake up, and for these pups, it was 6 o'clock in the morning. We had an alarm set to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to get those puppies outside. They could play outside for a little bit. We had an X-Pen set up for them. We actually have two X-Pens combined into one big X-Pen to give them more room. And it was only a litter of six, so it was they had plenty of room. Uh, you know, and we'd give them breakfast. They'd, they'd get to play. Uh, they'd go potty. Uh, we'd have toys and such out there. And then we'd move it for the next day. Okay? So they, they'd get up to potty. So that's very important for your puppy. Uh, in the house, we also had an X-Pen for them. But it's different. It's not an X-Pen of X-Pen. It's, if you want to know, I will send you the link. But it's it's much more sturdy than the X-Pen. Uh, and we have that on tarp and like double tarped. And then we have a wooden brace around it so it doesn't slide all over the floor. And in there, we have more toys. We have water. We have... Uh, potty areas in there for them just in case. But what's And then they also have their own individual crates. So the puppies have three different locations they could be, or they could be with us. Uh, you need to potty. Pot, well, you need to potty yourself, but you also need to potty train your puppy. And as soon as they wake up from a nap, they need to potty. As soon as they're done eating, they need to potty. And as soon as they finish playing, they need to potty. So yes, you're getting your puppy out multiple times a day. And I have people who want to do uh, what is it they want to do? The, um, potty bells, ding-a-ling-ding. Here's the problem with potty bells. If my puppy is in the crate, he ain't going to be ringing bells. And if he rings bells and he learns that by ringing the bell, I get to get out of the crate, guess what he's going to be doing? He's going to be ringing those bells a lot. Okay. And you might not want that to happen because it's not time for that. A lot of times, too, puppies don't learn to hold it well. Same with doggy doors, because they always have access. So even though we have doggy doors here, and oh, they make my life so much easier. I love having the doggy doors once the dogs figure out how to use them. The puppies don't start with doggy doors, okay? (coughs) Sorry, not corona, I don't think, or COVID. Uh, So you need to get them out to potty. They need to have access to water. So they need to have access to water like all the time except for at night. So say six o'clock onward until six in the morning, they don't need to have access to water and that's fine. They don't need to have access to a giant bowl of water, but they need to have access to water that they cannot tip over. And if they start splashing in it, there's other things that we can do, but you need to let them have access to water. Now they do not have access to food all the time. Puppies food, it is three meals a day, which will go down to two meals a day. Don't ask me when it all depends on the dog and it depends on what your goals are and it depends on what you're doing. So what do we do? We use those meals as training opportunities. You I ginge. we use those meals for training. And since our dogs are puppies, I don't know about other people's puppies, but our puppies come clicker trained. What does that mean to you? Do you understand the awesomeness that is clicker training? You can do so much with it. So for us, Clicker means I love what you did, and because of that, you get a reward. Right, Ginge? Is that what it means? Her and Gypsy are back here with me. Uh, That's what it means. I have video of puppies. Uh, You click, click, and even if they're sleeping, they will wake up, and they will come running to get the food. Ah, Click, click also means I've got the food. Come and get it. Now think about this. Click, click means... I have the food and the puppy's going to come to me to get it. So if the puppy's doing something like getting up on a clack clack and you click, click on the clack clack and he runs to you, he might say to himself, hmm, wonder what caused her to do that. Make that funny noise and give me that food because I want more of that food. Hmm. I'm going to go check out this thing again because I know, I remember it was ever here that I got that, that funny noise that meant food was coming. So it's much easier to train a dog who's clicker charged, especially a puppy. For puppies, I want them to figure out and initiate their own behavior. Now, if they come up with the idea for the behavior, they come up with it. If they think it's their own idea, they will grab onto it and they will love it and they will want to do it with heart and soul. For example, Gypsy, when she was a puppy, she did not come clicker charged. She came and she didn't even want to eat. And that's one of the problems with some breeders is they don't wean the puppies because it's easy to just let mom deal with them. But around four weeks old, puppy teeth start coming in. And they're sharp little buggers. And what happens is mastitis could happen. They could hurt mom. So our wealth nurse is Karen, right? So she's very conscientious of what's happening to the mommy tata ta situation. And we don't want that happening. We don't want puppy teeth hurting mom. So about four weeks is when we start weaning the puppies and we transition them over to dry food. So by the time they go home at eight weeks old, they're eating dry kibble. And what do we feed? Currently, we feed Purina Proplan puppy. Say that five times fast. Purina Proplan puppy. <laughs> uh, but that's what we feed them. So that's what they go home on and they're used to it right? It, it makes it easier. And there's small little pieces. If you give them big pieces of food, you know, it can take a lot for them to go through. And I believe it's the first six months, possibly the first year that they could be on the puppy food. And we'd have to check that out and see. And since I'm not on the computer, I'm on the phone, I'm not checking it up to see. You guys can check it up and see. But we're going to say at least six months, possibly a year. Uh, so we have three times a day for training. And we have kibble and we have a clicker and that clicker means come here. So what can you how can you use that to your advantage? You can call the dog's name because we don't we technically while we name them their official AKC name, I don't name them the call name that you call them all the time. And if you're like me, your dogs are going to have multiple nicknames anyway, right? So, we come up with their registered name. The first letter was the Frozen letter, the second letter was Beauty and the Beast, and then we add in a song title from the movie of Hope Service Dogs, all one word of Hope Service Dogs. So it's uh, Frozen's Into the Unknown of Hope Service Dogs is Siren. Frozen's Royal Pursuit of Hope Service Dogs is Diana. Sparkle is Beauty's Transformation of Hope Service Dogs, you know, but that's not what we don't call them, you know, Beauty and Frozen and Transformation. Uh, What we do is we call them Siren, Diana, and Sparkles, you know, so that's the AKC name versus the call name. So we come up with the AKC name, because I'm a control freak like that. But for the call name, you guys come up with that. But they don't know what it is. And we haven't been calling them anything. It's just like we refer to them as color and we call them by the clicker. Like that's what we do while they're here, because we need to have some way to differentiate them. Uh, so they go by the color of their collars or the dot of no polish we put on their head. And then uh, you can do that by classically conditioning. You can teach the dog their name, or you can teach come when called. Ah, You can teach drop it, and it all happens the same way. You can call their name. Say you want to call her Sparkles and say, Sparkles, click, click. And Sparkles is going to come running, and pretty soon whenever you call Sparkles, she's going to know that that Click, click is coming, and she's going to come to you, and she's going to anticipate that. And we like it when they anticipate that. But that's classical conditioning. That's Pavlov and the drooling dogs. Okay, do you guys remember hearing about Pavlov and the drooling dogs? You know, ring the bell, the dog started drooling uh, because they weren't anticipating ring bell, food comes in. Well, the food is a known variable. Well, I guess it's not a variable if it's known, a known entity. And the ringing the bell precedes that known. So unknown precedes known. And it works out really good. Okay? So you have that. And and you can teach them that. You can teach them come. you Sparkles, come. Sparkles, here. You know? Or just come. Or just here. Or what everybody uses, come here and click. Now that means that I'm not keeping a running monologue up with the pups, right? I want my words to mean stuff to them. But I also am smart enough to Just clicker train them. So if you want to call them Sparkles, if you want to call them Fluffy, if you want to call them Harry or Hermione or Ron, like whatever you want to call them, you can. You just call them and you click and they'll they'll figure it out and they'll put it together. If you get a dog and you don't like his name and you're like, I don't like the name Sparkles, I want him to be called Titania. Making up names here. You just put the new name Titania in front of the name that she knows, which would be Sparkles. And bam, they'll figure it out, right? It's, it's easy. Nobody does it. It's really easy, though. What happens instead? The dog's doing something he shouldn't do. And you call him, dog, come. And the dog doesn't listen. Come, come, come. Well, now the dog's hearing you say that word and doesn't have to listen. Oh, I was going to tell you a gypsy story. Gypsy story and uh, Django story. You ready? Django story first. Rich was in the kitchen prepping. He likes to prep. He's a really good sous chef for us. So he's prepping the food up. And Django, baby Django, was in there and kind of wanted some. And he says, Vicky, call your dog. I didn't have any food. I didn't have anything that could compare with the food that Rich is doing. And if I called Django to me, and if he would have come, he would have realized I didn't have anything. And he would have said, you know, like, last time I listened to you. So I told Rich, no. I said, I'm not calling him to come. I don't have food on me. If you don't want him there, you can take him and put him in a crate but I'm not gonna be the bad guy to do it. So I made Rich be the bad guy, right? Because if he would have come to me, it wouldn't have done any good. Now, having them invent their own behavior comes in, when Gypsy was a pup, once we clicker-charged her, like I said, she she took forever to eat. It, it took a couple weeks to really clicker-charge her well. I wanted to capture the behavior. So there's different ways you can train. You can capture a behavior, which means they just spontaneously do it and I click. The clicker has to be charged first or I can lure them into the position. And the luring into the position is like if I have a treat right here and I lift it up and the dog looks and as he looks up, his butt goes down. That's luring the dog into the position and the dog becomes a follower. The dog doesn't invent on his own. And we kind of like the dogs to invent, especially at this age. I really like them to invent. So what do we do? We just wait them out. Now we set up an aquarium for them. Something Karen Pryor taught us is it's much easier in a sterile aquarium where there's not a lot of distractions, not a lot going on. So we set up a sterile aquarium. For me, it's usually my office. It could be your bathroom. Maybe your bathroom doesn't have a lot in it. And your kitchen always has all these good smells, right? And the living room is always filled with the whole family. It might be that you're training your dog in your bathroom, and that's okay, especially in the beginning. So... We have, what do we have? We have a dog who's hungry, maybe a little hangry. I have his food, and it might be breakfast, it might be lunch, it might be dinner. I have three times a day I can train, or two times depending on how hungry the dog is, and I have the clicker. And I can sit here, and I can have the food right here, and the dog's gonna jump up and jump up and try to get the food, and this is where my phone comes in handy. And I can just play on my phone and pretend, pretend, I'm not paying attention to the puppy but I really am, right? Because if you're watching and you're encouraging and you're telling your puppy, lie down, lie down, down, lie down, that's not what you want to do. You want the dog to spontaneously do it. So eventually, now the dog's going to bark. He's going to jump. He's going to yip, 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 right? But what's going to happen eventually? Maybe the dog's going to go up on place. Maybe the dog's going to lower into a play bow. Maybe the dog's going to sit on his own. Maybe, just maybe, the dog's going to get, and eventually down. When the dog downs, you click, the dog's going to come to you to get the food, and you can jackpot the whole thing if you want to. You can give a handful. If, if he does a meh job, for example, if uh, he is, I'm trying to get down, and he has a really good sit, but he's really showing me he has a really good sit. I might click and give him one or two kibbles, but if he downs, I might click and give him a handful of kibbles right or i might just give him his whole bowl and that's it for the night and now we're going to go do something fun because you can't do better than that you know but you need to do that so gypsy it took a while and we finally got where she downed on her own and i clicked and after a few times doing it she figured out what the game was you know and this is where teaching your dog to learn when their puppies comes in handy so you teach them to learn they figure it out okay And then they're going to do it and they're going to do it and they're going to do it more. And they're going to figure out that pays and it's going to become what we call a default behavior. And that's the behavior that the dog defaults to when he doesn't know what else to do or when he's bored or when he's waiting or just whatever. So what happens is she downs, click, she comes to me. She downs, I can wait, 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 click. Now I'm starting to build in a down stay. And I don't name it until I love the behavior. And she loves the behavior. And that's key, so I'm going to repeat it. You don't name the behavior until you both love the behavior. What does that mean? It means if she's hovering in a down and her elbows are up and her belly's up and she's not really getting it, I'm not going to name it. I'm just going to click capture it. Well, what if I'm trying to work on down, but she's offering me sits? I can still click and reward those, but that might just get one kibble, one kibble, one kibble. Or I might say, okay, how about we just do sits and I can change. She doesn't know the game plan when we're training. I know, I barely know the game plan. I know what I'd like to hit, uh, but we'll see how it goes, right? So as we're doing, and I like it and she likes it, before I click, I'm going to tell her the command. Now remember, I'm not talking this whole time. I'm talking to you right now but I'm not talking to gypsy while we're doing this. So it's going to be down, click, click, just like that. What do a lot of people do down or down? You know, you don't want to do that. You just want to say it just like this. I'm going to let you guys practice. You practice, right? Practice at home. Tree, chair, TV, down, right? Don't. Lift it up at the end. If you lift it up at the end, it becomes a question. Have you met those people that everything is a question? I had somebody who was working for us. Well, she wanted to be a trainer, so she wasn't really working. Working, she was more interning. And she, I had to fire her because everything. Now, uh, welcome to class tonight. We're going to train the dogs. Let's get the dogs to sit. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. So I found this out and I love it. And so I tell everybody this. When you're talking, one of three things can happen. Your voice can go up, your voice can stay the same, or your voice can go lower. And it all depends on who you're talking to and what information you're trying to convey and relay. For example, if your voice goes up at the end, you're asking a question and you're deferring to the other person. You gonna sit for me? You're deferring to your dog, right? Or you can be flat, which means you're talking to an equal, okay? Or your voice can drop down. And that's what happens when you talk possibly to somebody who's subordinate or who you expect to listen to you, right? Uh, Down. You get serious, down, right? You don't know, down. And then you could just say it, TV, computer, down, okay so think remember that try to keep that in mind record yourself during a training session and see what you do a lot of people will you down for me that's my valley girl right will you down like can you sit can you sit 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 down computer tv notebook down sit all the same guys and it's something you have to practice why? Because the more you do it, the better it's going to become. And if you do it, you, practice, you don't practice it and you don't do it well and you do it crappily, that's how it's going to be. And your dog's going to not get it. And we want your dog to get it. We want your dog to do amazing. I want your dog to do amazing. I know you want your dog to do amazing too. And I want you guys to have the best trained dogs out there because for those first six months until you, well, not first six months, because we have them for two months. Uh, For those first four months that you have your puppy, uh see, for those first four months, what we want is we want your puppy to do the best that he can do, okay? And how we do that is not by putting undue pressures on you and on him. How we do that is uh, some of the things. What do we do? Socialization. That does not mean people are petting and touching your dog, it means that your dog gets to be exposed to the environment as environmental exposure at home and outside of the home. One of the things Michael and Bart were saying is one year they toured. They toured the country and they did seminars and workshops every weekend. So they were on the road for the whole week or the whole year, right? They would do the weekend, they'd drive to the next place, they'd set up, they'd do it there. They lived out of hotels, gas stations, laundromats, and restaurants, okay? And what they found was their dogs, because they were doing training at gas stations, hotels, restaurants, you know, uh, rest stops on the interstate, that their dogs were the most socialized and they had the best dogs at that time because of everything they had to expose themselves to. Well, they had to expose the dogs to. And think about that. You need to bring your puppy out to a lot of places. Now, that doesn't mean that your puppy is going to be out and about at you know, Walmart for a two hour outing and then at Sam's Club for three hours for shopping and then at the mall for another six hours. That's too much. It's entirely too much for your pup. But what it means is your puppy can go out like what we did today is we loaded Ramsey, who's one of our service dogs in training, and we loaded Atlas, who's a service puppy prospect. Uh, We loaded them up into the car, Luke and I did, and we went to the store. Now it was Mid 50s here today. It was gorgeous. I loved it. But uh, Luke stayed. You know, Luke was in the van with them. So I took Ramsey in and I worked him in the store while the puppy stayed out in in the crate. And then we came and I swapped them and I took the puppy in the store. And Luke was out in the car with them the whole time. Uh, It was the first time he got to be in the new car, which was super fun. And if you didn't know, we got a Mercedes Sprinter and it's the ultimate dog van. And we don't have it fully decked out yet. We will eventually, but in the meantime, we have four crates in there. So we can bring dogs out and about with us, which is really nice. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what I like to do, right? Because uh, they need to get out and people don't because it's a pain to bring a puppy out. You know, we, we watch over to the grassy area. I I told him to potty because he's already learning to potty on commands. How do you teach potty on command? This is something every service dog, and every pet dog needs to know. Do you know what a pain it is? Whenever you're trying to get your dog to potty and your dog won't potty and you end up following your dog everywhere, you're at the end of the leash and your dog's pulling you all over to try to find that perfect potty spot. No, 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 no. I plant my feet, you have the length of the the leash, go potty. I give you two minutes. When the dog went potty, whenever Atlas went potty, as soon as he was done peeing, I said, good potty, click, click, right? Or you can, whenever he is about to pee or when he is peeing, tell him potty and then click, click. I, I use that. It's go potty. It's always go potty for me. All right? So you can do that. And it, he pee potted. He walked over to Winn Dixie because that's where we went today. He walked over to Winn Dixie. And I'm just working with him a little bit right out in front because of the automatic doors and stuff. I wanted him to see it before he went through it for the first time. Now he's been to Universal, but he's been to Universal in a stroller. And that's different, right? So I walked over and as I'm working him, what happens? A car comes in, a truck, this old truck comes in and rum 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 rums his engine up right maybe twenty feet from us. Seriously. Now on some dogs they would have lost control of their bowels or they would have peed. Um they, they could have started barking. They could have panicked and fled to me or tried to fl- flute away from me, flee away from me, flee away from me. But he didn't. He just kind of looked over at it like, do you make noises too? And I clicked and he came running to me. So that, I love that so much. And him and I walked into Winn-Dixie and I'm not going to walk the store with a puppy. It's not going to happen. He's not even 11 weeks old. So what do we do? We go up to the bench up in the front and I sat down, I had the clicker, I had the camera, I got a couple videos and well, one of them didn't turn out good. And I got a whole bunch of pictures and only one of those turned out good too. Uh, but we got some videos and pictures and we just, what did we work on? This is what we worked on. You ready? Look at me without me asking. Just look at me and I'm gonna click. I'm like, do, 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 do. Look at me, click. Ha ha, that pays. Remember what I said before about capturing behaviors that we like. We worked on that. We worked on his name, Atlas. We worked on touch, touch my hand. We worked on sit. Those are the four big ones. We also worked on ignoring distractions because there were carts, there were people, there were people talking. I was 100, well, 95% focused on him, Uh, but I did see out of my peripheral role vision. There were people you know, just Santa watching. You know, the employees and stuff, because here I am. I brought a puppy into a grocery store. He was vested. And we just sat up right in the front and watched, right? I could have snuck him in underneath my hoodie. I could have taken him to the back. I didn't know this is where he needs to be. And I checked my watch. So walking him up, pottying him, walking him across the drive. Well, we parked right up front, but still. You know, walking him across the the little parking area, dealing with the truck, and then walking in through the automatic doors, and then finding the seat. And I looked at, at what time it was, and then I worked him for five minutes. I could have set a timer on my phone, and I probably should have, but I did keep an eye on my time. And whenever that time was over, that was it. We were done. Why? People try to train too long. And they're having fun, and they think their dog's having fun. And there is a fine amount of time to train your dog, right? If you train your dog, if I train him for 10 minutes, it's it's not going to be useful. He's going to be done. He's going to be done and out of it and just he can't handle that. He can handle five. And it was more than five minutes. It's five minutes of the clicker stuff, but we still did some clicker stuff outside. I clicked him whenever he peed. So he probably got a 10 to 15 minute full session. Well, probably 20 when it's all said and done, because afterwards I'm not going to walk him out. He's done. So I scooped him up. One of the women who worked, there came over and she goes, I know we're not supposed to, but could I pet him? I said, sure. Uh, and then there was this little boy there who was just the cutest little boy. And he, he was watching and he did say to me, he goes, I like your dog. And his mom's like, shh, leave her alone. She's training her dog. You know, it's going to be a service dog. He's, he's going to help people. You, you can't bother them. And he's just like, just telling her that she has a nice dog. He was just the cutest little thing. And, and like, he was nice. That, that maybe made him sound like a little bit of a brat. He wasn't a brat at all. He was such a polite young young man. And so whenever the the employee was, was patting him for a little bit, I, I could have easily said no. And usually I do. But since we have gone on, you know, universal and we've done stuff here, I do want to expose him a little bit to people and find out that, you know, it's up to me to decide and up to him to decide, but not everybody. So he got pets from her and uh, I said to the little boy, I said, if it's okay with your mom, cause the mom was still checking out. I said, uh, he, "He, I don't have any little kids at home and I would love it if you could say hi to him just to expose him to little kids, uh, you know, little younglings uh, and and get that opportunity because I don't have this opportunity very often. Some at Disney or Universal. And his mom said that was okay. And so he, he was a little apprehensive on petting, but he did pet. And of course, Atlas was just wagging his little tail and just getting pets uh, for maybe, maybe 10 seconds stops. And then that was it. And I said, thank you very much. And I just tucked him he, I had him in my, in my arm, you know, football hold like babies. And we just walked out and I loaded him into the van and I gave him about half of his food. And that was it, he w- we were done. And then I sent Luke in because Luke wanted some grape soda pop, right? But it was short, it was sweet. We worked on some things that we wanted to work on. I did not work on capturing down in that environment because he's not gonna do it anyway. I also had a harness on him and a leash. I had a slip lean around my neck in case I needed that. And then I had his service dog in training vest on top of the harness. So we had a lot set up for him. Uh, and I had a lot of contingency plans too. So we could, uh, you know, we were set for whatever happened, happened. Now, why did I bring him to Winn-Dixie when I could have brought him to Lowe's or to Home Depot? Because I was at Winn-Dixie. When I go to Lowe's, I will bring him to Lowe's. You know, it's not a big deal, it's not huge, but you know, we wanna make sure that he gets to go to many places. And the more he can experience at this age, the better he's gonna be. There's socialization and fear periods that happen. And usually between three and 14 weeks is the big peak socialization window. How old is he now? 11 weeks. So the more we can expose him to now, the easier it's gonna be for him whenever he's older. And the less things should startle him and have issues. Now, there's many fear windows right now that open and close. I'm not gonna say when, because every breed is a little different. Every dog it's a little bit different. People like to pretend like they know everything. Uh, but apparently, there's one around seven to eight weeks old. So for some of them, it happens a little bit later. And what happens whenever you pick up your puppy at eight weeks old? They might be in a fear period. Ha ha! And now you're exposing them to all this new stuff. Yikes! But you know, getting your puppy out and about, socialization, environmental exposure, bonding. And bonding with people. Golden's bond with everybody. They would bond with Satan himself if he came over. Like, they just love people. Uh, And potty training. Potty training, socialization, environmental exposure, the basics, teach them how to learn. Like, that's what I need to concentrate on with him. And we do offer a Head Start program for our puppies that we breed uh, through Hope. And that's what Atlas is doing. So we have that. We also added in a longer board and train. It is a three-month board and train when the pups are nine months old or older. And that, too, will be only for the pups that we breed through Hope. Now, if you don't have a puppy that we've bred, I can still do the longer one uh, because we're doing that through Heart and Soul as well. Okay, And the nice thing with that is at nine months old, they're more mature than they are at six months old than they are earlier and they can handle that uh we did i did napopo i was gone for two months so i had two board and trains with me for two months for actually it was only seven weeks so this one is going to be longer than that you know a three-month board and train what's that three times four that's about 12 weeks i had these guys with me for seven plus weeks you know we can get a lot done in three months and as long as the dog is doing well How awesome will that be? You know, because it's a lot of work to train up a service dog and it can be frustrating and good things. And then there's back steps. You know, Ramsey is a great example of that. Ramsey was fearful and he was flattening like a pancake over the cooler, the refrigerated section at the store. Now, it could hold flowers, vegetables, fish, dairy, frozen stuff. It didn't matter. He didn't like it. So we thought, hmm, I wonder if it could be, maybe he's slipping a little bit around there or his feet are colder, I don't know. So we put booties on him to give him some more traction, had a couple other things that we were doing and he did super today. So we're gonna do him tomorrow too and see, but you know what, sometimes, because yesterday when we had Ramsey out, he didn't do as good. And sometimes, just like with everything else, it's one step forward and two steps backwards. And one step forward and three steps backwards. And that's fine, it happens. No dog is born absolutely perfect to be a service dog every dog goes through training to do it to learn everything and there's not shame in that and there shouldn't be shame in that everyone struggles with something with their dog and being the dog's owner you're too close to the situation and it could be frustrating and with it being close and it being frustrating you don't know what to do so guess what that's where we come in guys. That's what we do. And it's nice because we have a different uh, viewpoint on it. Uh, we have different experience to help with that. I was actually on phone with Karen last night. I've, I've been talking to Rich about, you know, coming up with a game plan for Ramsey. And I think we have a really good one and we're going to see how it plays out. And it might go great and things might need to be tweaked. Either way, that's fine. We can do that. Okay, but it's not just service dogs that we train. We also do pet dogs, and we deal with some behavior issues. So, you know, if you've got a dog who's a little bit of a pain, check us out at heart, soul, letter K, number nine, dot com, or just heart, Nine letter K, number nine, dot com. That's us, okay? Um, we did get some of the Hello Fresh. We just got it delivered today, and I kind of want to make some tonight. So we're going to do that. Uh, I'm going to log off. Do that. Hi, Pam. And Jordan's so proud of him he is he's the best, like I'm really happy with the dogs that we have in right now. they're super duper awesome but um but yeah we're we're going to get get dinner going. We're going to work the dogs. I think Rich is finishing up the goats and stuff right now, so we'll work the dogs, see how they're doing. uh They've got worked a number of times today, which has been great uh because it's not just. I know somebody who used to do board and trains. I think she might still. I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. But she wouldn't do anything until she did week-long board and trains. She wouldn't do anything until the last day. And then she'd actually work the dog for five minutes and say, oh, look, you know, this is what we did. But it's not the one time that does it. It's the multiple repetitions. It's making sure the owner keeps up with it and all that fun stuff. Pam said, thank you so much for my envelope of goodies. Merry Christmas, Pam. You always drop off stuff here for us. Pam's one who finds the, uh, the dog booties out at uh, like thrift store stuff. Uh, she'll find me brand new packages of dog booties. and She always picks them up for me. She's brought us little outfits uh, and jackets and everything. So Pam's super awesome. And she had asked for the window cling saying, I trained my dog at heart and soul. So we added that and some other stuff for, for, for a thank you for everything that she does and because she's awesome. And Jordan said, he really is super. He is, he's the best. Uh, And he's just, he's fun loving. He loves everybody, you know, and we're all working him here. So he gets a little bit from everybody. Uh, And, and he's just, he is super. His box work is amazing, which is great. Uh we also oh one thing I did want to mention we have a new Facebook group called Theme Parks and Service Dogs. And since we did the theme parks a lot what we're going to start doing is monthly meetups. These are not training meetups, they're just friendly get-togethers, right? So that's how how we're putting it out there uh for pictures and to kind of get to know each other and because the As y'all know, the service dog world can be very isolating, so this way we get to kind of know each other and be there to help each other and support each other. And our first one is this Sunday at Disney Springs. So it'll start at three, and I haven't said the location yet because we're gonna RSVP for the registration info, or for the meetup info, but we're gonna meet uh, our service dog program clients at two, and then three o'clock, we'll meet up with everybody else, and we'll we'll just be it'll be an hour, um, but we'll see about getting some pictures. I have to look up Disney Springs map and see see where a good spot is to meet up with, uh, because I don't go to Disney Springs all that often. So the only one I could say is like we could meet in front of Planet Hollywood because I know there's a Planet Hollywood there, <laughs> uh, but I want to come up with the two meet spots, one for the two o'clockers and one for the three o'clockers. So if you're interested in that, you have to join the Facebook group. Uh, it's called Theme Parks and Service Dogs, because that's what it'll be about. And, uh, yeah, post a picture of your dog at your favorite park, and we'll take it from there. Uh, we also, it is Giving Tuesday. Uh, we do have Hope is a 501c3 nonprofit. So if you are looking to donate money to help a very worthy cause, we did get our our female over, Lida. <laughs> Lita. And she is fully clear genetically, and she has excellent health testing. Uh, We have her. She just, well, she's turning two in, like, in four days. She's turning two. So we are going to breed her. We already have her baby daddy picked. And he's fully clear with excellent health testing, and they both have excellent, amazing temperaments. She flew over from Ukraine, leaded in. She gets off at Frankfurt, Germany, because they had to unload her to make room for luggage. That first luggage isn't that important? Like leave my dog on the plane. And as Karen's telling me this through the the broker, through the breeder, I said, it's in Frankfurt, Germany. I have friends in in Germany and they're not too far from Frankfurt. Let me contact them. She says, no, 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 no. You don't have to. The breeder has people at the different airports and somebody already came and picked her up and and they'll take care of her until it's time to get her dropped back off again. How amazing is that? So she gets back on it and she ends up in Chicago and she's picked up by the breeder that we got Fluffy from because they also had a dog imported on that, that flight, right? So he picked up both dogs in Chicago and drove down here to Florida to see Fluffy again and to drop off Lita and then goes back home to Texas. So he just made a giant triangle, like as far, far north and then far south, you know, but but we got we got uh, Lita over here and Karen said she's just fantastic. Even with a longer flight than we were expecting, plus driving across America. You know, she's just, she's got a great temperament, great disposition. Uh, We're super excited to have her here with us and to be part of our new breeding program. Uh, She is expected to come into heat soon. They're thinking before the end of the year, and so is Lucy. And apparently having an intact male around will help bring them into heat faster. So now Django has a purpose. (laughs) And Fluffy has a purpose but yeah, so we're, we're waiting on that. We do have a wait list. Uh, we have about a dozen people on it. So if you're thinking about it, I don't know how many pups the girls are going to have. If they have six puppies each that takes care of the wait list, but Ginger should have a litter. She won't go into heat for, well, let's see the puppies are over two months old now. So she'll probably go into heat in maybe five months. So we'll have a lead, litter, a Lucy litter, maybe two next year. Um, we'll have a ginger litter and we'll have a candy litter. So we're going to be busy. And so if you want to get on the wait list, because you know what we do with our puppies that make them amazing, you know, you you can do that. It's not a problem. Lita is so stunning. She really is. I tell you, I showed her to some friends because of the pictures and stuff. I put the pictures up and, oh gosh, some of them were like, holy moly, yes, grab her. So she has her championship as well, which I forgot to mention. Candy has her junior champion. And then uh, these two girls, um, Lucy and Ginger and Gypsy, well, three girls, they don't have any of that, which that's okay. And then what we did today <laughs> is we put a deposit and now we have no money left in Hope. So that's why we need these donations because I'll tell you why in a second, it's not just to get us more dogs, but um, we, we put a deposit on Bagheera, who's another female who's clear with excellent health testing at a year, So we're going to uh, leave her over there and they're going to try to get her championship on her, uh, depending on what happens COVID wise and how much they shut things down. But then she'll come probably come over in the spring summer after we pay her balance, um, which is yay ginger or yay Lucy and Lita and, and their litters. And why? Well, this year, what did Hope do? Hope got to provide Please make sure I'm on the service dog puppy list. You're you're on there, Linda. Um, But here, let me write down. Linda, service dog, puppy. Uh, We're also going to be able, so Lita being all clear and AJ being all clear, and that's the baby daddy, we are going to have some potential breeder puppies available as well for people who are interested in breeding. And I've had people reach out, but the problem is uh, Seth... <clears throat> was a carrier. Lucy and Ginger are carriers. Are not affected. But if we were going to sell a puppy as a potential breeder, we want to make sure that that puppy is clear. Okay. I just think that's the best. Unless the puppy is just so darn good on everything else, you know, and it's just one recessive carrier. Hey, don't do that. She's chewing on the bookcase. Ginger, where's a toy? Go get a toy. Um, she didn't go get a toy. But uh, we would have that possibility of doing uh, full registration puppies. Our puppies do go out on limited registration. And then, so you'd have that option, which would be nice. Uh, And then some stud contracts, they don't uh, want you to send any dogs out on full registration, only limited. So, you know, you do have to deal with that as well, which is where Yay Fluffy in a little over a year. So he's, what, about five months old now. So they can, you can breed a male, <laughs> like 18 months, but we want to get all his health testing and everything else and then see where we're at. But we're hoping he does well. We're going to look into showing him. So hopefully we, he can earn his championship title as well. And we'll have, you know, a champion. He's already cleared genetically. We need the um, the health testing, hips, elbows, eyes, and heart. And then we, we'd really like to get that championship. <clears throat> So Linda says, thanks, I'm really learning and making preparations, good, so important to me, thanks so much, I have all my Amazon smile set up also, so excited. Linda, I'm so happy to hear that, so don't forget, we have a bunch of these in the past, uh, a bunch of podcasts, Uh, we do have our Facebook group for our puppy families, and you can always come up and puppy cuddle, we usually do that between the ages of six weeks and, or three weeks and six or seven weeks, depending. Um, This litter, okay, first litter, We had two went off as service dog candidates and I think two went off as therapy dog candidates. The rest of them were pet dogs, uh, which is fine. Not a problem there. And then we have this past litter out of six, I think three went off to service dog homes. One went off as a therapy dog. One went off as a companion or pet dog. And then one's the one that's ours. So we'd really like her to, um, she's up with Shane up in North Dakota right now, uh, possible service dog, uh, you know, or a backup service dog for Shane possible. Uh, she might be a theater dog. That's what Shane's doing because of her background in theater and everything. And how neat would that be if she was up on stage? Um, so we have possibilities for, for them, you know, And what did we do this year besides get to place dogs as potential service dogs? Is we got to give two scholarships to the service dog school that we taught here. We did two scholarships for people uh, who couldn't afford to come on their own. We did a hardship and then we did a, I don't remember what the right terminology is for it. Um, Minority. We'll go with that, I think we have, there's, there's a better word for it, but it's not coming to me right off the tip of my tongue. Uh, but yeah, so we, we had two scholarships. We're going to do that again this coming year. We're going to do two more scholarships. We're also going to possibly do a scholarship or two for our service dog school, uh, for the online course, you know, have a, a scholarship for that, uh, for hopefully our puppies, but we need to, to figure that all out. And then we're thinking 2022, we would like to donate a puppy to one of the service dog organizations, but we have requirements. And the requirement is I want them to train in NAPOPO because we set these dogs up so much for success and I do not want what they can have happen to be handicapped. And that's what a lot of the programs will do. So I already know of two. We will reach out to them in the future, but just to let you know, like we, we do have process in mind. Uh, our goal is also to pay back uh, the loans that we've taken out because we have taken out loans. Uh, and that's that's part of what it goes for. We, we need a little more equipment to really do the best for the dogs. We need to have a progesterone tester that gives the numbers instead of just, you know, is it dark, light, medium, or dark blue? I can't ever tell the difference. Um, and we'd also like to have a 3D ultrasound so we can see... Uh, where the puppies are and what's going on instead of just hearing them. Uh, But we got a lot this year. We got a lot done. We are totally, except for those two things, we're fully set up at Karen's house. Uh, That is our little vet clinic there, right? Uh, But yeah, we we want the dogs to be the best dogs out there. Um, Continuing education this year, we've done a lot of that for the puppies. Uh, Linda said, I know I won't have my service dog prospect yet, but I'd love to join you for your public access and obedience training so that, uh, so that you get it. Yeah, yeah. Linda, come up on. Um, did you join the Theme Parks and Service Dogs Facebook group? Join that and come up on Sunday if you'd like to. Uh, we're meeting up at Disney Springs about an hour. And, uh, you know, you won't have so that I can learn. Yeah. And, you know, that's so much of what it is, is getting that learning. And then me seeing what I can get done with at- Atlas. I always want to call Apollo. I'm sorry, Jordan. He's going to have confusion. No, no, I, I, am, I refer to him when I'm talking to other people. Half the time as Apollo, but when I talk to him, it's always Atlas. So we have Atlas and like what, we, what we're doing, what we're seeing with him is just amazing. You know, like I love this program. It's going to be great. It's a fantastic way to start these puppies off. And, you know, like why not give them the best start possible? You know, it's really nice to be able to do that. (laughs) It's okay. Atlas, I was telling um, Samantha, I think it sounds like Alice. Maybe that's why I'm like, so I have to think. um, Who's that one? The singer, Alice. There's a singer, Alice. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible right now. I'm going to blame that on brain fog. (laughs) Black hair, curly hair, it's a guy. Alice Cooper. That's who I'm going to think of whenever I think of Alice now because they're totally the opposite. Um, but no, he's, he's a fantastic little boy and, and I just, I adore that dog. He's super good. But yeah, so that's, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what the future is looking like for Hope. Uh, we're going to grow, you know, where we were last year, you know what we did on, um, giving Sunday or giving Tuesday last year is we set up, uh, place at McAllister's up here in Brownwood. We set up a booth there and we had people come out. We got to write-up in the paper for it. We brought some of our dogs out, but we didn't have puppies and people like puppies. Uh, and that was before COVID, but it happened to be the coldest gosh darn day of the year. Yeah. So we didn't have a great turnout because of that. And we figured we could, we could do two things. One is we can work our tails off right? Which is what we did. Or two, we can just say, meh, it didn't work. Or, you know, someone please give us money. So we don't have anyone to do grant writing. We don't have anyone to do fundraising. If somebody is interested in doing that, I would love that. I've reached out to a few people who have told me that they were going to help with this, that, or whatever. And it's work and and it doesn't happen. But you get a whole bunch of puppy cuddles. Uh, EDS brain fog is real, isn't it? It's so terrible. Uh, perfect. He is incredible. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites. I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but like he's something, something. And it, I, I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've had him now for almost three extra weeks, you know? So, so he is becoming part of the family and, and so he's getting loved. Like he is a member of our family, which is what you want. We do that with all the dogs who come in, you know, we want them to be part of the family while they're with us. Uh, not, you know, like, ugh so annoying, ugh, like we don't do that, especially whenever they're cute little fuzzballs, and I don't think there's any cuter fuzzball than Atlas right now, like he's the cutest, littlest, fuzziest, he's my favorite too, good, Jordan, when you posted up the photos with all the puppies, and you're like, oh, uh, here's, you know, which which puppy is which, I had no idea, (laughs) and you're like, no, that one's like green, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) Linda, would you mind, would you just mind telling me when and where it will be on Sunday? Sunday will be at Disney Springs at three o'clock, but I don't know where yet. So to get that answer, you have to RSVP on the uh, Facebook group. So look up, pull up a new Facebook window and look up theme parks and service dogs and then just click to join it. There's three questions that you answer uh, and then you should go back and post the key. Yes, please do. You know, I remember them when they were here. Now that they're not here, I'm like, I don't know. But I'm glad a lot of them have their Instagram accounts. It makes it a lot easier for me because I love seeing them. They look so similar. They really do. Yeah. But yeah, so so Linda, check it out. Uh, theme parks and service dogs. And let your service dog friends know. Uh, the, the outing's free. We're not charging anything for it. Um, and it'll be fun. It will be fun. I love going out to the parks. And I haven't been to Disney Springs in a while. And then... We also want to, I think there's going to be like decorations up for pictures. So yay for pictures. I like pictures. I don't know who I'm bringing. People have been asking me. I have no idea because here's why. Karen gets these uh, condos. So Karen and Barry are heading out uh, this week and they have a three bedroom condo in Orlando. Three bedroom for the two of them, which means I get a bedroom. And we're going to do Universal on Friday. Saturday, they're doing the Universal Informer meetup. So that's extra. I'm not going to do that. So Saturday, I'll get to work dogs here. Sunday, we're doing our meetup at Disney Springs. And then Monday, we're, Tuesday and Wednesday, we're doing Disney Parks. I think, well, I know it's not Animal Kingdom. So we're going to do Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios or Disney Studios or whatever they're calling it now. And then uh, Epcot. Ramsey will go, <laughs> and Apollo will go, and Gypsy will go, and I don't know. You know, it might be Gypsy for for a few of them. You know, I don't know. I don't know who I'm bringing, when, and where. Part of it, I have to sit down with Rich and see what his schedule is looking like, what Luke's schedule is looking like, so we can get everything planned up on where we're going and what we're doing, uh, because we want to go and have fun. And then when I'm spending the night there, so I know how long of an overnight peg to pack. Um, And it could be that Rich brings in a dog and then leaves him there, or he might bring home a dog. I don't know. We have to figure it all out. But it's hard to work two dogs at the park or anywhere, you know? Uh, So hopefully he'll come. Hopefully him and Luke will come. If him and Luke came, we could bring multiple dogs, which is always fun too. And then uh, today was nice and cool. Today would have been a perfect park day. I love it when it's like this. Uh, But we have stuff here to get done too. I wish I lived there so I could join Well, Jordan when you graduate. <laughs> um, yeah, Yeah, that's why I like living in Florida is the proximity to the parks. And I really don't want to live further away because I like this too much. You know, I'd like to live a little bit closer, but I also like living on five acres. And it takes us anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to get there. And now that we have the van too, we're going to be able to drive there in comfort and, you know, bring everything we need. Sometimes it's, you know, people or dogs or a wheelchair. Well, I need all of them. <laughs> so yay. Okay. But for realties now, I am going to sign off. Yeah, I've been on for about an hour. Uh, I am going to sign off and I will catch you guys aim for Saturday. I do have to apologize about this past Saturday. Our septic needed a clean out. And so they were here to clean it out. And that's what the backhoe was in the picture or whatever that thing was, the excavation tool, um, was here to work on getting the, the septic cleaned out. And I wasn't about to go out and do it with that noise going on in the background. I didn't know if it was smelling. I stayed in the house. And then by the time it was, it was done, we were doing other things. So yeah, it didn't happen, but, uh, but we'll see about doing it this weekend. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll see. But it would be Saturday morning. Uh, and then we'll try to get pictures and videos of who, whomever we bring to Universal on Friday. And then, like I said, Sunday is Disney Springs meetup. What, what? Okay, see you guys later. Bye-bye.